0: just lost their mind so i apologize brian go ahead <laughs> no it's good um is it a situation where it sounds like key word being sounds that when she uh-huh. fielded the ball she threw it it wasn't a bone injury or anything it's a it's a it's a she tweaked basically um a, a, um, a ligament or uh, a tendon in her elbow and it got became inflamed very much like G. Juarez back in 2019 in the uh, champ series against UCLA, it sounds like, except G. Juarez kept throwing, and Jordy, they just shut her down. Is that kind of what it is Uh, without Um, really knowing for sure? Okay, I
1: think think your scenario is a, a fair way of looking at it. I think this is completely a different type of injury at okay. least from what I've it's, known. there has There's there's not been anyone, Brian, in any conversation that I've had where someone has said, it's like what G. Juarez went through. I have not heard that once. Right.
0: Okay, okay. So it's something that it it, it, it cannot get worse. Uh, in other words, they don't re- run the risk of her needing surgery if she does ding, ding, ding. try to push it and throw mm-hmm. 50 60 70 pitches in a game i think it sounds like they're trying to bring her along like 40 50 pitch uh bullpen pit sessions and then kind of go from there I, and to see if she is effective snapping the ball off on a breaking pitches and things of that nature i
1: i think i think you've hit it on the head brian thanks for your phone call man you know i love these right. good solid in-depth softball talks like that man take care of those thanks, good boys Chris. today um all I'll right see you, buddy. I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. You're not dealing with an elbow injury. That's not what's going on here, and and I don't necessarily know um, if you were if you were truly dealing with a um, I, I, anything similar to what G. Juarez did, and. I, I understand. Listen, I I understand that Coach said some things on on Gabe and Teddy's podcast, and 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 has said some other things publicly about the fractured forearm. Okay, um, and, and people people always blow up the Air Comfort Solutions text line anytime. Um, okay, then then why are you sitting here yelling and screaming at me about it? You know, you're in the know. Congrats. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say that I know that for certain. Maybe it's something that um, maybe it's something that I'm going to rephrase that. I'm not going to sit here and understand uh, what the timeline looks like from the recovery of something like that. But this isn't an elbow injury. This isn't a ligament injury. Um, I've used the term force a lot. Jordy Ball throws the ball pitches with a lot of force Um, and. You know, you go back and some of the best pitchers in college softball history and coach brought up Jenny Finch a lot of force with that arm. And that's what led to this. There wasn't anything that, you know, happened with uh and I brought this up last hour. There wasn't anything that happened in a the practice. There wasn't anything that happened, it was just time. And she throws a lot. So my understanding has been, and I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and try to pretend like I fully understand everything, just like y'all don't. Um but she's, she could easily shut it down and be done for the rest of the year.
2: And she ha- she has is. thrown a lot of pitches this season, and you've seen that with some pitchers. It doesn't really affect them, but, yeah, like you said, she throws with a lot of force, so that can kind she's, of take, a, it can take a toll on you a little bit. This is, you know,
1: and and here's where I had someone that's really smart about pitching and knows more than me, and their point to me was, Every pitcher that throws like Jordy, or not every, a majority of the pitchers that throw like Jordy does deal with something like this at a point in their career. It's kind of like the joke that golfers, there's golfers that have back injuries and there's golfers that are going to have back injuries, right? It's just with the way that your body torques, if you're doing it right, it's going to cause some issues. With this and the torque in her arm and the way she throws, it's something that, inevitably was probably gonna be something she dealt with. So you can look at it one of two ways. It sucks that it happened as you're going into the postseason, or it's good that it happened now so it's something you can deal with. And I don't think surgery well, let me rephrase it. I don't know if if surgery is there or not or, or something in the in the works. But I do know the the number one thing I've heard a lot is time and and resting that arm. And she started throwing a little bit at the start of this week, and that's a good sign. Now you got to get that arm back to where it needs to be.
2: Well, and but you gotta, and you got to know she's got a whole career ahead of her, too. I mean, a freshman getting that right. injury right when she gets to, I mean, well, first year at OU.
1: And, and that's the one thing, Coach, if, if there is anything Coach Gasso has said throughout in this entire process, it is they're not going to do anything to risk her future. And to me, no one has told me this, but to me, That means that it can't be hurt much more if she's trying to go. It's hurt as much as it's going to get hurt. And it's something that I don't know if it would be surgery or more rest in the offseason. I don't know how that would work. But I don't think that they would be doing anything that could risk long-term issues with that arm. That's just me. Now, listen, I sent you a couple of other cuts. I don't know if you want to risk trying to play him here real quick because again, in the midst of trying to squeeze in our top five stories of the day, there's just there's not a lot of there's not a lot of time to get into it here. But obviously big story number one is is counting down to tomorrow's super regional start, right? Counting down to Oklahoma and UCF. And by the way, if you missed any of eric lopez on the show the other day it's available right now on our podcast page simply uh, hit up sports talk 1400.com or connor's twitter feed at connor pasby uh he, he threw it all out there just the other day in the meantime um is it okay if we get a couple of these cuts here real quick before we grab a break
2: let's do it you want to uh, do uh, gaso on aloe yeah let's do that so
1: um, oh, by the way, you want to get me triggered? Let's talk about how ESPN told me they were going to pass on having their writer come on our show. But can you believe that? You, I, I want to read. I want to read the email that I sent, and I want to read the reply here real quick. I, have no, I am so triggered over this. It's such an arrogant thing. You send me three emails, three about here's the cover story, here's what it's all about. Any pub, big time stuff. First time that OU's ever been on the cover, blah, 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 blah. You reach out to the one person like, hey, I'd love to get the rider on. Yeah, we're going to pass for now. That's crazy. You're going to pass for now? I mean, to the audience that would probably be more in to covering this and and buying this than any other audience you could find? I mean – What's that? What do we? You put you put her on the seven innings podcast. We got more listeners than that thing does, and you're gonna pass. Arrogance, 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 man. Almost everyone around here would
2: get would get a cover of that too.
1: You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm sending that tweet out. I don't want it, but then again, though, too, I don't want it to be like it trying to make anything about me. It's like I I tried to reach out to this writer, and I tried to get her on through PR people and the PR people, whom Oklahoma, by the way, bent over backwards to do everything for, everything for, and it's ESPN, and understandably so. But it's not like it's it's in the magazine. When's the last time you picked up an ESPN the magazine? Been it's a long it's time. an E sixty piece, right? It's cool, but you're gonna. Oh, we're going to pass it this time? Get out of here. Freaking arrogant a-holes, man. They're so much better than you because they are they get to choose. And you know what? Here's the thing. I could talk to Jossie probably tomorrow if we wanted to, but I thought it would be cool to talk to the rider. No, no, no. We're going to pass. We're going to pass in that interview right now. Oh, you're a play-by-play guy? Oh, you guys talk about softball? Listen, we're going to pass. We, we, we don't really care about that audience. <laughs> anyway. Um, here was coach Casso. She was asked about kind of, you know, Jossie and and what makes Jocelyn Aloe so special, especially this time of year. Here's what coach Casso said about Jocelyn.
3: Yeah, she definitely is physical. She was born that way. She's very strong for a female, very strong. Her legs are just, and, um, just lower half, extremely strong that really catapults her swing. Um, She's got a really good sense about her, but she also is extremely competitive. So if a pitcher gets her once in her mind, she doesn't go in the dugout and pout about it or gripe about it. She's already back calculating what she's gonna do in her next at bat. And she's very prideful in saying, like, you can't get me more than once. And if you do, then you I will get you. Like that's her mentality. So it's it's prideful. But it's also um, one that she knows she needs, we need her. She knows we count on her to come up big at times. So um, just maturity as well. Like she doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low in anything that she does.
1: But then how does she hit 500 and hit these kinds of home runs? Like usually you've got somebody that's one or the other, they're hitting for average or they're hitting for power. She walks,
3: yeah. She walks a lot, uh, so that helps. But the one thing that she doesn't do is always try to hit home runs.
2: She wants to do more than anything else. What's that? She wants to bunt for a hit. Yeah, and you, you've seen that. You've seen that. What? Two times this season. <laughs> she wants to bunt for a hit. It, it, and... look, it looked good while she was doing it too.
1: Yeah, yeah. She had a, I think she had a squeeze bunt that she uh, tried to lay down, but it wouldn't, just one little thing to put in the back of your mind. It wouldn't surprise me at all um, if Oklahoma is in a spot where they're rolling to see her bunt for a hit, or at least try to. She's wanted to do it, and it's going to be her final game at. Uh, Marina Hinesfield, This, regardless of what happens, here's it. I know the ticket sold out in like five minutes on Tuesday, but you're seeing the last time that you know. And again, there's there's three really good transfers, right? Uh, Hope Troutwine. If the Sooners are going to the World Series, Hope Troutwine's going to have to pitch well. Um, fantastic career for Gianna Johns, right? In a short amount of time, she's she's become pretty special. Same for Taylor Snow. Even though Taylor Snow's first year here was. Uh, the season that got cut short in 2020, right? She's been here the longest of the super seniors. But you have you have two players, and I want to talk more about this tomorrow, that are playing their last two or three games ever at Marita Hines Field that are doing some things that might not ever be done again. You know, find me a three-year captain in any sport on any team. I mean, it just – it doesn't happen. It's usually a captain is a, a one, maybe a two-year thing, maybe. But find me a three-year captain. It's not out there.
2: That's saying a lot just, for it, three years of being a captain for yeah, OU softball. Yeah,
1: yeah, and Lindsay Elam is a three-year captain, right? Uh, and again, one of those years we lost was 2020, but when she came back in 2021 – She's voted the sole captain. We came 2022, sole captain. Team votes on it. Um, it, it, Then find me a, a team captain that, I mean, has to fight for her starting job or loses her starting job. Does she quit, tap out, enter the transfer portal? She could have. Lindsey Elam could have gone somewhere and probably played every day. But she didn't. And... Now she is I mean without without Lindsey Elam where would Oklahoma be right now They'd have a freshman behind the plate and then obviously it goes without saying on Jocelyn alo right I mean this is the I don't know I don't know if we'll ever see a better hitter in college softball. I don't know if that record's ever gonna be broke. what's she up to 114 115 right now It's gonna be tough so you don't just have a super regional this weekend. You have the final chapter in two and five careers, but two pretty oh, wild OU only based careers. And Taylor Snow's a great Portal story because, and again, Portal's transfers, immediate eligibility, nothing new to softball, but literally said no to Patty out of high school. Said no and went to Auburn. And then after a couple years at Auburn, boom, she's here. And yeah, she really she cool play,
2: she really plays her role too. I mean, she doesn't really get down when she gets subbed out. Those opportunities when someone else comes up to hit, but she just keeps her head up. She's very sound on defense, and she she, she gets she has good at bats too when she's up there.
1: All right, quick break. When we come back on the Plank Show, listen, let's um let's get caught up a little sound from last night. Uh, Joey Helmer's coming up at 11 a.m. Gary's going to join us after the bottom of the hour, about 10:45 ish. We'll hit a little Aaron Miller. Uh, She's slated to join us. And uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, 100 Days Until Football. What does it mean? Let's dive into it next on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with, (laughs) I keep wanting to say Josh all week long, with Connor Pasby. I'm Chris Plank. We've been talking a lot of college softball today and understandably so because tomorrow is the start of the well actually maybe I should rephrase that tonight is the start of the road to the women's college world series super regional style because and again this is where I want to make sure that I admit I was I was wrong I was wrong I was almost certain that they would put Oklahoma in this Thursday night slot but They'll go with a six o'clock first pitch tonight for Texas and Arkansas, followed by Clemson and Oklahoma State at eight thirty. So Both those are the ESPN
2: only two games tonight, and then Correct. the rest tomorrow. Then the other six games are tomorrow, including game two
1: in those series. Um, gosh, I'm gonna. Try, I wish I could do this off the top of my head, but my memory sucks so bad. I want to say last year that Virginia Tech and UCLA was the only Super Regional that started on Thursday. And Va won the first game and pushed pushed UCLA kind of to the brink of elimination before the Bruins paddled back. Tomorrow, dude, we're going to have a game on while we're on the air tomorrow. Did you know that? Who's, play, who's playing during the time? 11 a.m. first pitch tomorrow for Arizona and Mississippi State. What many thought would be, a Missouri-Florida State Super Regional, ends up as, gosh, I want to I want to double-check this, but I think it's the first Super Regional ever in Starkville. Arizona-Mississippi State at 11 a.m., and then at one is Florida and Virginia Tech. There we go. So, of course, we are all Mississippi State fans because Sam Ricketts is their head coach, Sooner legend. Yeah, not only is this the first time that Mississippi State has ever hosted a Super Regional. It's the first time Connor they've ever made the Super Regional. How about that, that? That's
2: impressive. I did not. I did not know that stat for Mississippi State. It's amazing,
1: right? It's amazing. So, in lieu of a top five stories of the day, because Gary's coming up here after the break, let's just hit a couple of quick stories that we've had. Now, you got. I've got one more thing from Patty Gasso. I wanted to play, and this was: Do you have the? The Gasso on Rocha, if we can pull that up real quick. I think I think we talk to JT regularly on the show. We've had Jen Rocha on a couple of times. I think she is, without a doubt, one of the more undercovered – I don't want to say underappreciated because I think she's truly appreciated by everyone, but probably doesn't get the amount of publicity that she deserves for the job that she's done. Dating back to what she did in Gainesville, and now what she has done in Norman, she is fantastic at her job. And let's be honest, you go back, you know, three, four years ago, you didn't know what that would look like, and in the pitching coach, associate head coach's role, because I mean, Missy Lombardi had been in that spot for so long, right? From You know, essentially the day that she graduated from OU, she was on staff with Patty Gasso and then immediately elevated a pitching coach. And obviously she's done incredible things in having to rebuild a roster that was decimated by a coach that just basically plucked everyone from it whenever he moved on to a new job. And they're doing some pretty special things in Eugene. So with that in mind, it's not easy. It's not easy to, A, find a replacement, but, B, it's – it's borderline challenging whenever you bring someone in that has a completely different mindset. She inherits a staff and she's got her way of doing things, but Jen Rocha has been an incredible addition to this coaching staff over the last four years. And here was, here's what coach Casso said about Jen Rocha when she was asked about her yesterday.
3: I would say her experience is beyond um, just beyond phenomenal for us because she's been in a lot of championship games whether it's here or at Florida, she was always playing for championships quite a bit. So she knows what it feels like. She puts in the work, she puts in the work. And we were just talking about this the other day, this how our families have to take a backseat to us when we're at home. And, and she's got a little girl. So she you know our our spouses are so important to us to allow us to get the extra time we need because we can't always do it during the day when we have practice or have other things to do in the office. So she puts in the time, puts in the work, um, and she just her experience, she understands strategy, she understands how to use our best against your best and Normally she's the winner of those challenges. So again, to pride and the fact that she just, she wants to win and she's worked very, very hard with this pitching staff. So she's trying to put them in the best position to win every time they're on the mound.
1: Hmm. Love it. Love it. It's awesome. Uh, and she is an incredible student of the game. So OU tomorrow, three thirty first pitch against UCF, two games tonight. Meanwhile, we haven't spent enough time talking about oh, OU baseball. Connor, that's your that's your place, man. You're my baseball guy. How about that last night from the Sooners? And suddenly you find yourself in a position where the conversations about hosting a regional become even more clear, become even more possible. I mean, you beat Texas Tech tonight. And that would be, what, four wins, five wins over Texas Tech in six games? three, four, No, four wins over Texas Tech in five games that you've played them?
2: That's nuts. That's yeah, pretty um, big time. It is big time. What was it, uh, OU's first day one win in the Big 12 tournament since 2013? It's
1: been a this minute. Team's,
2: yeah, this team's hot. I thought Atwood looked really good on the mound. And then you saw the Peyton Graham's grand slam in the second. Man, they really turned it on in the back back half of the year. They so, could they could maybe argue I mean, if they can mess around and win this Big Twelve tournament, I mean, you can argue about hosting a super regional.
1: No, you're right. Or hosting a regional. Regional. Um, I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if they're gonna put themselves in that top uh eight or not, but I will say it's 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 pretty amazing to see this turnaround that Oklahoma baseball has had. 7:30 tonight, they get Texas Tech. They've already played them four times. This will be the fifth meeting between the two teams this season, um, and I'm here for it. ESPN. You will have the coverage. We'll be all over it on our flagship for the Ref Sports Radio Network. Coming up at 7 p.m. We hope um, and hope schedules kind of stay on track because there are some teams that are fighting for their lives and this tends to push things back a little bit more. Everything was on schedule last night. It was good to see. And speaking of just hitting some of those things in our top five stories of the day today, NBA playoffs last night, the Boston Celtics moved one win away from an NBA Finals appearance as they beat up on the Miami Heat down the stretch. Final score, 93-80. to Jimmy Butler a little dinged up, so that hurt uh, Miami last night. Tonight, you get the Mavericks and the Warriors at 8 p.m. on TNT. All right, Gary Cavins joins us when we come back. The Plank Show is on the road at Cavins Construction right here on the home of Sooner fans at Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey, it's good. welcome back into the Plank Show. It's kind of wild as we welcome in Gary Cavins. Um, so on this, this piece of equipment we have, Gary can't hear the radio station, and you can, like, hear every little thing, right?
4: Every little thing.
1: Every little thing, like, like my breathing I or anything. And that's my biggest pet peeve because – Uh, On on my show that I do on Sunday nights, I can always hear my co-host breathing, and it makes me crazy, because I'm like, Arnie, what's on your mind? (laughs) It's it's like the worst. What's it called, MRS or something like that, whenever people... But uh, I'm glad we're back, so that way we can talk. How you been, man? It's been a minute since we've actually got to talk in person. It's
4: been great. It's been good. It's been busy. That's how we like it.
1: Good busy, right? Steady, yeah. Um, let's. Well, let's, I was talking to Jessica before we went on the air, Jessica Cavins, and she brought up how mold is a major issue right now. So let's take a quick moment to just lay out, uh, first of all, signs you may have mold. What do you need to be looking for?
4: You need to be looking for any kind of water intrusion into your home or your business. Water staining on ceiling tiles, water staining on walls. Um, anywhere you've had a water leak in the past, anything like that, there's a potential for a mold leak there. We had a a building up uh, for one of our clients, a strip mall building up by Lake Hefner, where I did mold testing last week, came back with heavy, strong amounts of stachybotrys, which is the bad mold. Right. That's the mold you don't want in your business or your house. and we went up there and remediated it and removed it, but what had caused that was that there was a plumbing pipe in the ceiling that was leaking down the wall, um, and basically this space had not been occupied, um, and it was waiting for a new tenant, and when we went in to check, uh, check it and everything, we found this massive amount of mold just oh. growing all over the walls there and so we had to remediate it get it all cleaned out and everything but anywhere there's a source of water or moisture there's a chance for mold so you know the best thing to do is just if you think that you have mold if you have if you're having really bad allergy reaction this year more than normal you're having issues with your eyes your throat and stuff like that, and it's not just sickness, but you know, it's it's a little bit, we all have allergies, but right. if it's a little bit stronger and you feel like you've had some water issues in the past year with all the winter storms, strong winter storms we've had and stuff like that, and the roof and the, hell, the rain and the hell storms that we've had, um, give us a call. We can come in and we can do a mold analysis investigation look and see what's going on, do some air testing, and do some things to make sure that, the you know, your house or your business is safe. And, you know, you have to have people that have been certified, they've been trained, um, do this. This is not just, uh, for lack of a better term, Billy Bob and a pickup come and do a mold inspection. <laughs> you've got to be trained. you got to be
1: certified. You've got to be up to date and know what's going on. You have talked a lot about it, the dangers of it. I think as homeowners we have to realize it's – health its property uh, damage I mean it's it's a bad thing so with that in mind you guys have trained you guys have studied you guys have gone through a lot of different uh, types of classes to best learn the identification process and getting rid of it so whenever someone says hey I have a concern the first thing you do is you go out and you you see whether or not their concern is warranted then what's that next step if it is Gary
4: well then we, we basically once we we write up a report for what we found and we let you know what it is, what the remediation process is, what needs to happen, and we just kind of go from there. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, we can do the testing or we can do the remediation, um, and we can help out in any way, shape, or form you need. But, you know, the best thing, and this kind of swings back to it, you know, mold is preventable if you have a water loss and you make cavens your first call to extract and structural dry uh, the building or your home because majority of mold that we see is either from a plumbing leak, a roof leak, um, or groundwater intrusion. And so all of those cavens can help you with, um, and we can help you through the whole entire process, from the testing, the remediation, the build-back, um, just, and the, you know, everything. So the most important part of remediating the mold is finding out where the moisture is coming from and fixing it so it doesn't continue after it's remediated.
1: I mean, it's one thing to get rid of it, and that's fine, right? You got rid of the mold and you're good. But you got to make sure it doesn't happen again, right? That's That's right. kind of what you're getting at. Now, sometimes that can be from your roof. <laughs> and I know uh, Chris has been busting it. He's been on roofs all over Norman, OKC, Edmond, and beyond. But when you see as much rain as we've seen over the last – gosh two and a half three days gary that's when you can start realizing okay i've got a bigger problem here than i thought with my
4: roof that's right and chris can help out whether you're in tulsa you're in dallas you're in norman you're in edmond you're in oklahoma city or surrounding communities um ardmore uh, just anywhere give us a call chris can come out he can do an inspection of your roof see what's going on and help you if your roof needs to be repaired or or if your roof needs to be replaced. Um, he can work with the insurance company if it needs to be replaced and walk you through that. I know there's still a lot of people that have had hell damage from last year's hail storms, the two that we had in Norman, that probably need some help. Just give us a call. Um, you know, we're, we, we can service basically the whole state of Oklahoma when it comes to roofing um, into Dallas. So just give us a call. Have us see what's going on. We can help you out and walk you through it.
1: What, in your opinion, um, well, let me just stop right there. I, as a homeowner, I've realized that I'll let some things go, right? It's just—it's the reality of it. You work, you have things that are happening. But one area that I've quickly realized is problematic, and I've noticed it this week, is my gutters. And sometimes you might look at that and think, gosh, I don't want to change my gutters because it's going to be too pricey, too expensive. It can get clogged. Water can get closer to your home because it can spill over the top of your gutters. Gary, sometimes the fix you might need in order to keep – Water away from your home, or even more so, just to make sure everything's good with the roof, it's just simply replacing your gutters, and yes. that's an easy. That's an easy. I don't want to say cheap, but it's 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 not as pricey as replacing your whole roof. <laughs> yes,
4: if you're getting water intrusion into your home every time it rains from groundwater, you know gutters, French drains. There's several things that can be done to help prevent that from happening in the future for
1: sure oh, i need it and you got a lot of different options on that too right you could have barrels that can store it and your rain water can be what you use to water your plants there's a lot of different options you have
4: oh there's some really cool options out there right now chris it's a it's amazing you know everything is always evolving and always changing with construction and you know um, those type of things are—they've got a lot of them out there. That's amazing.
1: I've—I've um, I've said it a lot. I've talked about it a lot. You can go to the website at cavinsconstruction.com, and you can see some of the really cool commercial projects that you've had. Some commercial construction projects that you've had. Um, but also, I feel like we don't necessarily talk enough here. We talk about Chris and the roofing side of things. We talk about the commercial maintenance too that you guys provide. But your plumbing—I've—I've I've used them and they're great and they come out and they take care of business.
4: Yeah, our our commercial plumbing team and, and residential, they do an outstanding job. They're on call 24/7 for any emergencies and they just they do a great job. I'm really proud of all of them.
1: And real quick before I let you go, I think it's uh it'd be fitting to go ahead and bring up we are, you know, we're we're entering the heat of summer, but also in that same vein, Let's make sure that your air ducts are clean. You're going to be cranking up that AC more than ever.
4: That's right. It just helps with allergies. It helps with, you know, the cleanliness of the air in your home. Um, You know, air duct cleaning, uh, dryer vent cleaning, um, carpet cleaning. You know, all of that we can help out with. All you have to do is give us a call. And don't forget, we rent dumpsters too. So if you're doing some last minute spring cleaning and need some dumpsters around your property to get rid of some stuff, give
1: us a call. Oh, you got it all. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. You're man. welcome. Thank you. Always Chris. good stuff. Gary Cavins, Cavins Construction. Again, check out that website. It's got all the information you could possibly need. Or pick up the phone, um, call them in at 405 573 3048. Or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612, Dallas Metro area, the number is on the website, 945 230 Let's wrap up our number two next, Joey Helmer coming up in our number three from OUinsider.com. We are 100 days away from the start of the NFL or the college football season. We're less than that, I mean, because the Hall of Fame game. Right? I, I sent you all counting down to the Raiders and the Jaguars in the Hall of Fame game. I mean, you do realize that's August 4th. We're getting there. You have some college games right before
2: here. that Saturday, too, so we got less Week than 100. Before,
1: 93 days away from the start of the college football season. And you know what? A couple of them aren't too bad. A couple of them aren't too bad. We'll hit that real quick next on the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. It is a wrap on Hour 2. Thanks to Gary Cavins from here at Cavins Construction for joining us to wrap up Hour number 2. Learn more at Construction.com. That's kavinsconstruction.com. Uh Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Uh, writing Randy writes, um, Do you know anything about the UCF fan base? Have they had a sellout? Do you think they will be intimidated by playing in Norman. You know, when we had Eric Lopez on, what day was that, Tuesday?
2: I think Wednesday? it was Tuesday, yep.
1: Tuesday? When we had Eric on Tuesday, he said it he expects him to travel pretty well. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't get to watch a lot of the Orlando regional, but, I mean, they had good crowds from what I could, could tell by digging through the box score a little bit. And... It seems like they've had good crowds all year long. They've played in some tough environments this year. They um, they went to – where was it? Well, they played Virginia Tech in Orlando. They went to Gainesville. Didn't play so well in Gainesville. Got beat 10-3. to 3, And that's always a fun environment to play in Gainesville. They played in the biggest tournaments, right? They went down to Orlando. Uh, well, I, I guess for them would be a short trip to Orlando slash Clearwater to play in the St. Pete Clearwater Invitational um so they've they've played in some big time environments Randy I don't think I don't think that they will uh I don't think they'll be shook by anything that happens here now to that I would say my never-ending challenge to Oklahoma fans is to bring it you know just it's not a massive number of people that are inside that stadium so and that's not to say you couldn't put a massive number of people inside the stadium just due to the confines of the facility and the amount of tickets that you're allowed to sell. So, you know, you gotta be loud. I thought there was really good energy behind the plate, but it was also it was different last week. Uh twenty zip kind of makes it easy and I think the I think the Sooners kinda of helped create that own energy. Like I won't lie, I kinda of miss Sign Guy
3: Right <laughs> behind
1: home plate. I miss my sign guy cuz every so often he'll have a number up I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's the fifth strikeout." And he's usually my guy that starts the boomer chant. The family though is to me the ones that always bring it. You know, the families are the ones that always bring it and start it. So, uh need need that energy this weekend because Yeah, and UCF it look like looked like, fans, it looked like there was a few
2: a looked like there was a few uh like open seats behind it. So, yeah, hopefully they bring it cuz UCF uh fan base is very strong and UCF is not going to be scared. They played a lot of of tough games this season.
1: Yeah. So I I said this about the OSU series. I'll never understand how an OU fan that has uh, a pair of tickets or four to the biggest game of the year would give them up to an OSU fan. I'll never understand that for the life of me. Oh, it was one of my best friends. Don't care. Put put him out in the outfield. (laughs) Put him with the other OSU fans. That's prime real estate. But you're right. I've never understood people that get those tickets and then don't go.
2: Yeah, or at le- least, just, or least just give it to someone who, <laughs> who will go. Don't give it to someone and they ended up not going because you just wasted that yeah. tickets in the game. All right, right,
1: right. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't often have it happen, but I'll have people that will hit me up last week and say, hey, I got a couple of tickets. And I'll, you know, last week um, that happened, and I tried to get, get it to some people that were out at Home Run Village. Just say, hey, you're out here, come in. But, yeah, th- this UCF fan base – they'll they'll travel well. Uh Jeff writes Plank is uber salty but justified. Yeah, um Jeffrey, I got to tell you something, man. I was getting ready to leave last night. We were going out on the celebration of our 14th anniversary. And we're going to we're going to go do what honestly when we dated, we never really did. When my wife and I met we weren't big dinner and a movie guys and gals we were let's go party i mean we we had a we had a different lifestyle and so when we do dinner and a movie it's kind of it's kind of cool it's kind of unique and as we were getting ready i'd sent the email which again a lot of emails from espn here's the cover story here's the video um, spread the word so i thought hey spreading the word would be It would be really cool to reach out, I think, to help promote it and for Sooner fans to hear from uh, uh, Haley Grossman, who wrote the article, right? And, listen, I'm not someone who judges, but it's not like Haley has, like, 500,000 followers on Twitter, right? So I I sent an email to ESPN, the, the PR number that's on there. Sent an email, even, even called. And I hate phone calls. Matt Archibald sent me an email and said, "Give me a call sometime." Aren't you no better? I'm not calling anyone, <laughs> but I even called. He's like, "Hey, my name is Chris Plank. We do a radio show. We cover Sooner sports. Would love to get Haley on to talk about her piece on Jocelyn Alo." And the reply email was, "I appreciate it, but we'll pass for now."
2: That's just dumb, like I don't understand what? that. Because she she would definitely want to do that, right? She would do
1: it in a heartbeat. She would do it in a heartbeat in an absolute heartbeat. Um, and it makes no sense to me. It's like, you have Oklahoma on the cover. You're going to sell more magazines than maybe you have in recent history for ESP and the magazine. But get the word out. Get get your core. No, nah, nah, we're going to pass for now. <laughs> what an arrogant, arrogant stance. Unbelievable. Then don't beg me for coverage on things. Yeah, I'm kind of triggered. I'm a little bit salty. Quick break. Oh, we're way late. Hour three is next.